Welcome to Life Concierge. Allow me to introduce you to people you can relate to, learn from, and connect with through conversations that are fun, but grounded in truth, growth, and perspective. I'm your host and concierge, Sarah Heider. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all having a great week. This week's episode is all about following your passion and learning as you go to ultimately find success. On this episode, my friend and guest Amber shares her fashion philosophies, what it's like to start a business and be your own boss and be a working mom. Amber is the owner and buyer of Marin May's Boutique, an online women's clothing and accessories boutique based just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Their mission is to help women look and feel their best no matter where your day takes you. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom chasing after kiddos, heading to work, to church on Sunday morning, or a date night on Saturday night, she wants you to look and feel your best with functional, accessible, and sophisticated clothing. Amber is married to her wonderful husband, Daniel, and is the mama of two littles, Marin and Otto. The boutique is named after her daughter, Marin May, who she describes as a cheeky little ray of sunshine and a huge inspiration behind following her dream of opening her boutique. Be sure to check her shop out at MarinMays.Boutique on Instagram and MarinMaysBoutique.com. And if you're like me and you love a good deal, be sure to check her pages on Fridays when she has her weekly deal. I just got a great piece myself um, that can be worn as a dress or a duster. I absolutely love it. Um, And I got it for 15% off when that was her Friday deal. So I hope you check it out and enjoy this episode. All right. Well, Amber, thanks for being with us today. I'm so excited to catch up with you. Yes, I'm excited too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Amber and I know each other through working in fashion and retail. So Amber, where did that love of yours for fashion and retail come from? Where did that start? I would say it it very first started in high school. My best friend, Devin, her, her name is Devin Cruz now. She has a blog. Um, she kind of like taught me about getting dressed and like putting clothes together and stuff. Um, and that's where I kind of learned the, you know, if you're going to go anywhere, you want to be overdressed. You don't want to be ever underdressed ever. So I've heard a think for that a hundred percent. Um, and then my first job really out of college, aside from I nannied through college and stuff, but my first job after that was with Kendra Scott as a sales associate in Fort Worth, Texas. And I just fell in love with not only Kendra Scott and the brand and everything, but really with, with fashion and putting outfits together that really brought the jewelry to life. Um, that was just so fun to me. And that was my first job in retail. That was my first job in fashion, So yeah, that's kind of where it started. And now it's just kind of escalated from there. Yeah. I love hearing that saying that you'd rather be overdressed than underdressed because (laughs) I have to say, I'm not sure that every city or state or region of the country adopts that having lived in, in several regions of the country, but that is definitely always my motto. I would much rather be overdressed than underdressed any day. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's a very Dallas, Texas thing too, is just like any on a patio and a restaurant, 
at a festival, like anywhere, the girls are just way overdressed, big earrings, big everything. Um, and now I, I mean, I take that everywhere. My husband tells everyone, you know, she's, she's going to be the most overdressed one, just so you know, (laughs) and I'm fine with that. Yeah. You have a pretty chill style though. I think you're like a put, you're like a put together chill vibe. Right. It's not like Lady Gaga walking into the room. It's, no, no. I, I put myself together though, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, speaking of your personal style, you're now on this new journey that we've talked a little bit about, but I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like in the dark about this. Cause I've been wanting to like, just get the fresh raw details for the podcast. So tell us a little bit about your new venture with fashion and retail. Yeah, I decided to launch an online women's boutique. Um, you know, I'm working with Kendra Scott and the jewelry and the clothes and everything and, and all of that definitely sparked an interest to the a buyer position. Like I loved just the whole mindset of like, you kind of get to be the leader and footprint in what you're presenting to women. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't go to school for buying. I would have had to have started as probably like an associate buyer assistant. Um, you know, it wasn't really something I knew a lot about. I just loved the idea behind it. Right. So, you know, I loved the idea of it. And then, um, honestly, it was kind of like a dream that was like, I don't know if it'll ever actually happen, but maybe I'm I'm just going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep you know, waiting for that perfect window. Um, cause it's definitely not something that you can just like drop everything and be like, well, I think I'm going to start a boutique. It's definitely a risk reward investment. You know, it's a lot of work <laughs> and I just, I didn't really find myself in a position ready to do that. Um, you know, I was with Kendra Scott until May of 2019 and it, I didn't leave them until I found a remote position, which was a personal styling position where the entire personal styling company was remote. So all the employees that worked there worked from home. Um, and so I kind of just like found myself falling into these other positions, kind of like putting off the, the dream of, of starting a boutique. I kept just finding things to keep me busy and occupy my time. And then we got pregnant with our daughter. So then we had two children and I was still working from home and then COVID hit. So it was just like all these things, you know, happening there wasn't really the perfect moment to to launch a boutique and then the company that I was working for went under um Mm -hmm. due to COVID no one was shopping no one was buying clothes um so I applied to probably probably 30 jobs when I lost that and it you know it I was hoping to still stay home with my kids. So I needed something that was remote. I needed something that was flexible that I could kind of work around my kids' schedule. Um, And literally, I I think I heard back from maybe one of those 30 positions. And I was just like, I have a pretty good skill set. Like I should have at least gotten some calls back. So I 100% took that you know, after a lot of prayer as like God pushing me to follow this dream that I've been putting to the side. It was still there. It was still burning inside me. I just hadn't found that right moment. So my husband and I sat down and we just decided to, to take the jump and, you know, now we're doing it. I don't know. It, it, it feels like a dream still. Um, 
but yeah, I'm hoping we're, we're going to launch, um, early summer, probably like the first week of July, but yeah, we've been working on that. So it's coming. That's that's so exciting. And I love what you said too, about, you just kept talking about it, kind of putting it out into the universe. (laughs) It seems like that is a common thread that I'm hearing from either people I'm interviewing on the podcast or podcasts I'm listening to when people are starting these new ventures and kind of going after their dreams. They're just like putting it out into the universe, talking (laughs) to people about it, praying about it. If that's, you know, what your, your belief is, however, you're putting it out into the universe seems to be, um, kind of a common thread of people chasing their dreams. I love hearing about that. So when starting this and like, you know, you can talk about it and talk about it. And then you've got to put some action and learning behind it. So how did you learn about this? I think a lot of times too, we might see a boutique on Instagram and have no idea that maybe it is just an online boutique. I know there's one boutique that I shop at pretty frequently that I had no idea until probably like COVID hit that they weren't actually a physical (laughs) brick and mortar store. I had no idea. I just assumed they were like, they're in the Carolinas. And I was like, Oh, I just assumed they have a store too, that I just can't see because I'm not there. Um, so how did you learn that kind of, this was an option that this is a way like a trend almost that retail is taking on and what have you learned so far along the way? I will say a lot of podcasts, honestly, there's a ton of, you know, building a business, business strategy, boutique specific, um, that I kind of started listening to. I actually had a friend from college start one, And that was like a huge eye opener. I think when you see someone that you admire or, you know, are close with when they follow their dream and you see it lived out, it's like, she did it and she wasn't scared. She probably was scared, but she did it anyway. And she (laughs) overcame the fear and she overcame those obstacles that she faced and, and she's doing it. And it's, it just kind of opened my eyes. Like, you can do this. Like you can make a dream come true. It's not going to be easy. Um, but you, you can do it. And I think for the longest time it was like, do I really have the capacity to, to really make it happen and make it a reality? And I finally just hit that point where I was like, what am I waiting for? What do I have to be afraid of? Like, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just, I'm going to learn as I go. I'm going to make mistakes, but we're going to, we're going to go for it. That's awesome. So what has, what has been the process so far? I'm so interested in this. I feel like you might even inspire me to start my own boutique because this is like right up my alley. I'm just so, I'm so interested in this. So what, what have been the steps that you've taken so far? My first step was writing out the business plan, which was probably one of the most daunting things to me because I've never written a business plan. And when I Googled, you know, business plan templates or, you know, small business templates, just to kind of like see where I should start, it was all super intimidating and confusing. So I literally opened up a Word document and I still have it saved to my computer. I think it's like 18 pages long now. And because I wanted all my thoughts in one area, I wanted to, I didn't want to have to click through like several different tabs and it's so much easier for me to like sit down at the computer and write rather than handwrite. Cause then my, I start to get sloppy and then I can't read it and I cross stuff out. And so I was like, okay, I know I want it on my computer. I know I want all of it in one area. So I literally just started typing 
on this Word document about the idea, the vision, the budget, you know, everything that a business plan entailed just in a Word document. <laughs> Very, um, you know, scrappy. It was nothing like super fancy, but it had every single idea that came to mind there. I had it broken up into like a timeline, you know, the marketing strategies, the website strategies, any ideas that I wanted to have on the website, I just wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, and then what really kind of helped bring this vision even more so to life was getting branding done for it, which was not in my original business plan at all. Um, it wasn't even something I really considered, honestly. And then I came across Kelsey, who also worked with Kendra Scott and has her own branding company now, Kindly. And so I just reached out to her and just, you know, if anything, I was just going to get a quote and see if it was even something that we could swing on the front side investment. And I didn't even tell my husband because he's kind of acting as like my CFO, um, helping me along the way with like the finance part of it and QuickBooks and all of that. So I kind of like sat him down. And I was like, okay, so I have a little proposal. And he obviously like got super nervous. Like, what is she about to throw at me now? We already have our, our plan in place. And I told him and he was like, so we have to do it. And I was like, I mean, I was getting there. And he was like, yeah, no, no question. Like you definitely need that. And I was like, okay, well, that was easy. And we basically built our entire timeline around Kelsey's availability because I just, you know, I trust her. I felt like all of her work has been, I've been so impressed with. Um, so we basically did the entire timeline around when she could fit us in. Um, and she started my project last week and our first initial call was so great, but it's just going to feel so much more like an entity seeing the logo and all of the branding and just everything cohesive with the vision and the clothes and our mission and just everything. That's so exciting. So you've had your first meeting with her. What are some of the like questions maybe she asked and kind of the core values and the um, core experience that you feel like you're vibing on right now with opening your boutique? Yeah, she sent me an a very, very long questionnaire about the brand and about me and about what I wanted customers to feel. And it was just, it was crazy to me because it was some of the questions I hadn't even, you know, considered myself. So it was helpful for me too, to really engage in all of these questions and thoughts and really hone in on the mission and the goals and, and all of that. But probably my favorite question that she asked me and that I take with me all the time now when I'm doing my inventory management and when I'm just like looking at the website and everything is what do you want your customer to feel when she finds your boutique or your website? And I was just like, wow, that's such a great question because that is so important to think through. And I think a lot of times when people start to follow their dream or open a business or start a website, it's it's a lot of times because it's something that you yourself can't find or want to bring to the table because you're having trouble finding it. So it's like, well, if I can't find it, other people must be missing it too. So why don't I just bring that missing piece to the table? And that is kind of where I found my, my niche, I guess, in the market, because 
I mean, like you said, there's tons of boutiques, there's tons of stores, there are plenty of options to buy women's clothing from. So what is going to make my boutique special and what's going to speak, what's going to speak to the women to, to make myself different. And I think, you know, motherhood has really changed me definitely for the better. Um, but it's definitely changed me. I'm not the same woman that I was before I had kids. Um, and I think, especially with the second, I felt less and less like myself, like almost I would wake up and it was just like, who am I? Like, what am I doing? I feel like a walking zombie some days. Where is Amber? I, where did she go? And I found even just washing my face and putting a swipe of mascara on and some jeans and a, and a cool t-shirt. I felt instantly more like myself and I felt like I could rise to the occasion to be a better mom, a better, you know, better in my work. Um, I was just happier. And then I found myself like unable to find these functional accessible pieces where maybe I'm staying at home chasing after the kids all day. Maybe I have a work meeting and I actually need to be put together Maybe I'm going to a friend's house for dinner, but I'm still nursing my daughter and I want to still look put together, but I need a nursing friendly top. That's not like a thousand layers of clothing. And I was just like, there's gotta be other moms who are struggling with this too. And I just want to make it my mission to bring that. I want to have everything that you could want, no matter if you're just hanging out at the house, feel put together. Like don't just stay in your pajamas, like get dressed and make yourself feel put together. Even if it is just a t-shirt and jeans, I just want to bring that to the women in my town. Really. That's what, kind of where I started. I think at first I felt a little overwhelmed trying to think of what's going to make me different from every boutique in the world. And instead I looked at my town and my community, immediate community and, you know, what are we missing and what can I bring? And hopefully maybe one day it can be a brick and mortar in our little downtown. Um, but I think thinking small, but also thinking big, like go hand in hand, the balance of both for sure. Yeah, I love that. I would love to see a brick and mortar store one day. <laughs> and it'll be interesting too, to see with coming out of COVID, how this has affected people and are they going to be um, desiring that experience, that one-on-one in-person experience more than, than before COVID just because it, it's become um, something that has been taken away from us for so long. We never thought it would be something that could be taken away from us, but now that it has, like, were we taking those in-person relationships for granted? So it would be really cool to see it eventually become a uh, brick and mortar. But I, I love that about thinking, okay, this is what I can do now. And this is what I can do big picture later too. always having that in the back of your mind. And that's one of, um, when I was Miss Ohio, I used to go to different schools and a lot of them implement, um, oh shoot. It's called like the seven habits of highly successful people or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, I always would speak on begin or what is it begin with the end in mind, I think is yeah. what it was. And that was what I always said, because my whole life, I wanted to be Miss Ohio. And I kept that in mind through everything I did. Every activity I signed up for in school was all with the end in mind. So I love that you, you have that too. And talking about branding, I love branding. I wish I knew even more about it. 
And I'm on the same page with you though. I love that question of how does it make you feel? And I think that's part of when I was doing branding for my podcast, I have such like bright, bold, happy colors. And I think a big part of that was because I did start it really in like a dark COVID time with starting it like in the winter of 2020 slash 2021. And all I could think is like, I want this to be a relaxing, fun, indulgent, truly like in, I indulge. I just was like, these are my favorite colors. So I'm going to put them together on this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> And that was my indulgence. So I'm thinking about doing a little bit of rebranding now that things are kind of changing, but that's the fun part of branding too, is you have like those core values that aren't going to change, but you can always spice things up, do things a little bit different. Um, and grow with your brand too. It doesn't have to be, you know, completely the same all the time. You can always make little changes. So I love that. I want to talk about market because you went to Atlanta market, right? I did. It was my first time, but yeah, my husband and I packed up the kids and drove to Atlanta from Raleigh. (laughs) And honestly, I had no idea what to expect. I had seen some pictures and I think people who like aren't even like interested in market, hear the word, and they probably get a pretty good picture of what it means. (laughs) But literally they have 13 floors. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a second. 13 floors full, like jam packed of like, just imagine like little forever 21 booths. Like the clothes are all jam packed. The people are jam packed. Like no one cared that COVID was around. Like everyone had masks on, but I mean, you were touching people like it was packed and it's so hard to, to get through, honestly, because yeah, it's overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. And it's, it's like, you're, you're trying to, to make sure you're, you're selecting these first, first impression pieces for the boutique, like the first things you're going to launch with. And those are so important. And it's like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. How did you make those selections? Well, you definitely have to be super selective. You can't stop at every booth. So really I had to trust that the vendors were putting out their greatest and best pieces on like their mannequins. Because if I, if I didn't feel connected to those pieces that they were showcasing, I didn't even bother stepping into their booth because I didn't have time. I mean, then you have to, once you step into the booth, you have to like thumb through tons and tons and tons of clothing pieces. So it's just like, you literally just have to like pick and choose and trust your gut. And I also really, really was thankful for the vendors who were very, very nice and customer service oriented, which, I mean, we come from a strong customer service background. So to me, that just speaks volumes. Like if there is a sales lady standing there and she doesn't even say hi to me when I like walk by and seem interested. I'm like, do I really want to buy from someone who's not even going to say hi? (laughs) Like, at least tell me hi. Like I'm scared too. Like I feel like a fish out of water here at my first market. So the people that like started a connection with me, I instantly gravitated towards and wanted to buy their clothes because they were so nice to me. And I just literally felt like out of my element while being in my element at the same time. (laughs) Well, and if they're, they're creating that connection with you, that probably means they, they care about you. And then if they care about you, they care about the clothes that they're making and putting out too. So that probably makes you feel a little bit better as someone who's going to be selling their clothes. 
Right. And I, I personally would love the vendors to know my boutique and know my name. I know that's crazy to say, cause there's so many out there, but no, I mean, that's, that's important that's true. To, to, to form a relationship with these vendors that I'm buying clothes from. I, I personally take, take that pretty seriously. Yeah, definitely. So when was that, that you went to market? It was the middle of April, April 13th through 16th. Okay, cool. Cool. So then did you kind of have your customer in mind then when you were shopping there, kind of everything you just said before that? (laughs) I did. I did. And part of my goal is to bring clothes that have a little bit more of a modest feel. Um, cause I definitely just, I want to speak to a, a hint of an older target market than what my town is currently serving. All of the boutiques are catered towards high school and college. And I can maybe go in there and maybe find a dress maybe, but it's, it's lacking for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want a mom to feel comfortable going in there. And, and with that, I'm probably still going to capture some younger girls who just appreciate full length clothing and maybe even a little bit older. So I'm just hoping to bring a little bit different actual, you know, style than what's currently on the market to buy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing too, that's great about this is you're just giving people more options you know, if you, you can choose to dress however you want to dress and all that. But if, like you said, if, if certain styles are just saturating the market and it is, I do a lot, I do a lot of shopping. Everybody knows that. And I, there are a lot of repeats that I see over and over and over again, that are the same clothes over and over again and not necessarily things that I want to wear. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. So what are some of the styles that you have purchased so far that you're loving? What, um, tell me a little bit about some of the pieces you're liking and, uh, and what to, what kind of like trends you're seeing that you are liking and how you're adding those to your boutique. Definitely lots of high-waisted jeans and shorts. That was, I took a a couple of polls on my Instagram um, over the past few weeks and got some info, which I felt like was helpful. Um, But the majority loved high-waisted fitting bottoms, which I agree with. It just needs to also have a little bit of length. Um, So definitely everything has good length on it. Um, and then something else, I took a poll about just like must have summer items. And I mean, across the board, everyone said maxi dresses, casual or dressy. So I added a lot of great maxi dresses and midi dresses. Cause I feel like those are, you know, very, very similar as a, <clears throat> as a shorter person. I appreciate the midis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I feel like it just it's a great in-between. And I, I am an avid shopper of versatility pieces. I very, very rarely buy an article of clothing that is only going to serve one purpose. I definitely look at a piece and I'm like, can I wear sneakers with that? Can I wear heels with that? Can I wear it to a date? Can I wear it on the weekend? Can I wear it around the house? And I try to just get as much as I can out of each article of clothing. So I'm trying to think through that as well for the customer. Another great 
piece that I'm trying to incorporate a ton of is wrap style tops because they're nursing friendly. And I think that sometimes they're forgotten about that. That's a great option if you're nursing. And I just, I mean, I lived in them. Like I had casual ones, I had dressy ones and it's not nursing specific. So you can wear it after you're done nursing too. And it's not going to feel like a nursing or maternity, you know, boring top. Um, so I have tons of really awesome nursing styles and I'm hoping to continue to incorporate those along with some bump friendly pieces as well. I think just having those options, I mean, I'm just huge on investing in your wardrobe. So if you can get like a lifelong piece rather than just like a, I'm only going to be able to wear this for a couple of months. That's a win in my book. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. And I loved, I saw the sneak peek that you did post of you in one of your dresses. And I absolutely loved that dress. That was right up my alley. Yeah. I I'm going for very romantic, sophisticated pieces. And that was one of our like dressier pieces for sure. So I was a little nervous, honestly, to post one of the dressier pieces first, um, because I, I do have so many great casual pieces too, but I don't know. I had a gut feeling about that piece and it got a really great response. So I'm excited. Yeah. I loved it. And it, it's, it was a, a really beautiful, um, sort of Southern inspired to me. It was very Southern inspired piece. And I'm, I miss, um, a lot of that way of dressing the style in Columbus, Ohio is definitely much more casual than what I got used to living in Atlanta. But, um, it was, it's, I think your style is so versatile. Like you said, you know, wanting pieces to work with multiple, um, multiple, multiple times of the year, multiple stages of life, classic enough, but also fun. I just think it's going to be great. I'm really excited to see the rest of the buy. And I know I'm going to be your number one customer. Probably. <laughs> I'm so excited. That is so awesome. Um, so we've talked a lot about mom stuff. So what we, we talked actually when Amber and I were kind of catching up privately before <laughs> our recording <laughs> about how in our previous roles um, that we were in, just a lot of demand on us, not a, a super great work-life balance that we loved it so much. And it was good for at the phase of life that we were in, but now having two kids, how that just would never work. So being able to run your own business like this, how does that feel to be able to do that? And especially now that you have a daughter. It's crazy. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways it's harder, but just having that flexibility piece, it, it means the world. Like if I think about it too much, I just start crying because it's, it's literally a dream come true to have something that really works for your schedule and your work-life balance. And I feel like we're finally getting to a place in the world where that like hustle all the time mindset is like getting diminished and people are realizing how important a work-life balance really is. And what is life if you don't even have time to enjoy your loved ones that you're working so hard for? So I'm very thankful for that. That again, could probably be a whole nother podcast in itself. Um, but basically I break my day into four available pockets of time that I have to put forth energy into something else. So before it was, it was my job. Um, and now it's running this business, which is also my job, but I mean, now I'm the boss 
So um, I can wake up before the kids wake up and that's pocket number one, Marin's morning nap, which is pocket number two, her afternoon nap, which is pocket number three. And then after the kids go to bed, which is pocket number four. The problem with that is with kids, even if they're toddlers, they still have inconsistent sleep tendencies. So sometimes those early morning or late night pockets do not work. So I'm guaranteed two pockets a day and you know, it's hard. I literally have to put her down for a nap and then like put my nose to the ground and get whatever it is done that needs to be done. And I need to plan ahead. I usually don't plan too far ahead though, because with kids, anything can happen and you have to be ready to just kind of jump into whatever's needed in that moment. It could be a snack. It could be his iPad died. (laughs) He could need to go to the bathroom and need help. Um, So I think just being super flexible and giving yourself grace too. But I mean, it's tough. But again, I'm in charge of those pockets of time and I get to do it in my home. And I, I mean, I just a hundred percent think that that is so worth it. It's such a blessing because when I worked, you know, more traditional, you know, 40 plus hours outside of the home with children, might I add, I mean, I would just find myself wanting to break down in tears because I just wanted to be with them. I wanted to be the one inspiring them and teaching them and watching them grow and not missing out on bath time or bedtime stories, just all of that. And now I get to be a part of all of that. And still have my, my me time, my little, you know, business that I've started now, but that to me is a huge part of my self-care is just having something that I can put my, my passion and love of fashion and customer service into still is, I mean, it's just a dream come true for sure. So speaking of working from home. So how do you operate and organize all of this from home? What does your setup kind of look like? Well, we have a spare bedroom, thankfully, but that spare bedroom has quite a few roles. It's the guest room. If we have guests staying, um, it's my husband and I's office. And now it's a boutique, which we are probably going to end up finishing our third floor attic um, one of these days. And that would give us, you know, plenty of room to grow a little bit more here before we have to think about like a warehouse or a brick and mortar. Um, ideally I would love to, to run everything out of the house, you know, for a couple of years at least. Um, so yeah, our spare bedroom is, is thankfully pretty big, but it's definitely getting tight in there with, as the inventory starts to come in and I'm such a visual person, I, I want everything hung up where I can like see it and touch it and visually see like, okay, how much inventory do I have? Like saying a number doesn't really do much for me. I have to see it and then like make adjustments from there. Like, okay, I'm missing some stuff. This is where the gaps are this is what I need to order and kind of go from there. But yeah, it's all basically being run out of our spare bedroom right now. So we'll see how long until we outgrow that. (laughs) That's awesome though. That's so cool. And then with being an online boutique, what's going to be, I'm sure so important is pictures and details for instruct or not instructions, but, um, 
details for like sizing and things like that so that people can hopefully get their right size and be getting the product that they want. What's your plan then as far as photography, website, all of that? My husband and I are doing all of the photography and I hope one day that we could, you know, do it a little bit differently. Cause I think as, as we continue to grow and if we do become super successful and we start to see like a really awesome turnout in everything, it's going to be a lot harder for us to, to do it all. We're going to have to have help in some ways and photography and stuff is probably going to be one of it, but you know, something I follow quite a few boutiques closely um, that I just have fallen in love with and what they do and their, their values and stuff. And I love that they are usually the models on their site and the, the face of the brand, because I feel connected to them. And that's really what I want for my boutique is I want to be who they feel connected to. Um, so as of right now, I'm the only one that's done any of the modeling, but I have a few friends who are going to, I'm going to fill in. <laughs> But on the, on the front side, it's going to be a lot of me. Um, but I hope that that, you know, the customer can feel connected to me in this, this journey and the story behind the boutique too, which I feel like so many people are intrigued by shopping small and supporting local and, you know, in that kind of path. So I hope that people enjoy, you know, connecting with me and seeing me um, for the time being at least. Um, so that's kind of the plan for that. And I, you know, we started doing the inventory. We've been ordering it kind of in like batches over the past couple of months. So I've been doing it as I go. So as the product comes in, I photograph it, I name it, I price it. I'm building the website. So everything's already like being integrated onto the website. I'm doing all of the you know, descriptions and information on sizing and all of that as I go. So it's not like all at one time. And now I also have the ability to like sit and proofread over and over and over and just make sure everything is just exactly my vision and kind of what I'm hoping to bring to the table. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm tackling that beast. <laughs> that's awesome. With And with being online too, I'm sure your social media presence is going to be extremely important too in your sales. I know I'm always trying to grow my social media presence for the podcast and it's something that takes a lot of time. I'm not always really sure what I'm doing. Everything I read is just about being authentic. So I know I can do that. So that's what I try to do. But what kind of things are you looking into doing as far as growing your social media following? It's definitely going to be a learning curve. I'm not, I'm not a huge like poster on social media until, you know, until I started this venture, I, I wasn't super private, but I was definitely like really particular on what I put out there. And now with just how big social media marketing is to online businesses, it's definitely important that I step up my game a little bit. I will say I've, I felt a ton of support from my first few posts. I did a couple of videos and like talking about the behind the scenes thing. And I mean, just the support and engagement I got from that was like, I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys like want me to do more of that <laughs> because it doesn't yes. feel, but 
I mean, everyone just loves it. And I mean, I love it. Like, especially when it's someone that I'm like acquainted with or know, I love hearing them just talk about their day. <laughs> it sounds silly, but like, I, I mean, I love it. I love following my friends who do that. So I think it was just like getting past like the hurdle of like, am I gonna, am I gonna sound silly? What are people gonna think? And just not thinking about that and just doing it. And like you said, being authentic, that's, that's all you can do. And I think that that is more important than trying to gain some approval or followers. I think if you're authentic, it's just going to come naturally. So. Yeah. And I, I, one thing that I have read too about social media specifically, but I think also just applies to sales and lots of different things is quality versus quantity. You know, like you'd rather have, 150 followers who are really engaging with you, who are loving your story, loving your clothes, you're providing a great experience for them, whether they're on your social media or then they get to wear your clothes. And so I, I've heard a lot about engage with who you have and take good care of those people and, and the rest will follow, I guess you can hope, right? <laughs> yeah. That's such great advice. I mean, we hear quality over quantity all the time, but thinking about it, as your like for your audience and your customers and stuff. I mean, that's a game changer for sure. Mm -hmm. And it, it is interesting with like social media. I feel like I have always, I've with my experience with Miss Ohio, I got, you know, brought into the social media world a little bit more, but that was almost six years ago now, even. So <laughs> things have changed since then. But I know when I was Miss Ohio, I had to have a social media presence all the time. But for that, it was kind of like, this job that I had that I kind of, I don't want to say like I wore a, a Miss Ohio mask, but there was like a Miss Ohio filter on everything. And I was doing right. it as Miss Ohio. And now I'm feeling like with my podcast, like there's like, I could use it as a like mask. I can't think of a better word. I don't, I'm not hiding anything, but like, I, I feel like I'm putting myself out there more as just completely myself, not as a title of something like I'm just being Sarah. And so it is, I'm like, do people like want to know about this about me or want to hear <laughs> this from me? I don't know, but I think, I think maybe our, we can make a pact not to second guess ourselves on things and, and post authentically and from the heart and hope that it comes across well and, um, helps both of us in our ventures. Cause ultimately both of our ventures are about helping other people also, be happy and feel good and providing that experience for them. Yes. A hundred percent. I think it's so great that, you know, Kendra Scott taught us a lot, but it's just so crazy to also look at where we are now. Those of us who aren't with the company anymore and like, we're still connected and still supporting each other. And it's just, it's awesome. I'm so thankful for it. For yeah. sure. It definitely speaks to the importance of relationships and the importance of other women lifting up other women. Cause I mean, I haven't seen you in person since <laughs> gosh, like I remember you, you had just had your son Otto, um, when we were in person last. So it's and been... now it's like a wreck to leave him. <laughs> and it was literally for like 24 hours. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a long time, but it is so fun that we all shared an experience together and want to continue to share an experience. Um, but so for our listeners, where can they find information about your boutique? The Instagram handle is Marin Mays boutique. 
And that is also the Facebook. And then um, the website is just MarinMaysBoutique.com. Awesome. I'm so excited to see it. I'm going to go to MarinMaysBoutique.com right now and sign up for the newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) I will look forward to having those newsletters in my inbox for sure. I'm excited about that. Well, you talked about your husband being your CFO and that leads perfectly into my life concierge tip. So my life concierge tip this week is I started listening to the Rachel Zoe podcast that she co-hosts with her husband called works for us. And if you're not familiar with Rachel Zoe, she's a stylist. She had a show on Bravo. She's probably the most famous stylist, celebrity stylist, editorial stylist. Um, and she also then created her own line. She has a new business called Curator out. She's just a crazy lady in the fashion business. And now she has a podcast with her husband or, and her husband serves as her, I'm not sure if he's officially her CFO, but he's definitely business manager. <laughs> like kind of thing. And so the podcast is called works for us and they interview because so many people ask them, how do you guys be married and work together and have a family? How do you do this? How do you make this work? And so they interview other people who are in relationships and that's all kinds of different relationships. They've interviewed, um, you know, just friends, partners, whoever it is, but that do both like the personal and the professional together. So I think that's really interesting. And I'm a huge fan of Rachel Zoe. I think her and her husband are also hilarious. So I definitely recommend listening to that podcast. So Amber, what is your life concierge tip? I am actually going to share a a beauty product that I have recently fallen in love with. It's a multi-stick and I use the Ilia one. But I mean, there's a ton out there on the market, but you can use it on your cheeks, your lips, your eyes. And as a very busy mom who is sometimes struggling to get out the door or feel put together, I feel like even if I can't get to mascara or anything, a little bit of color on my lips and cheeks is like a game changer. And this seriously has been just such a lifesaver. I'm obsessed with it. Like every day I put it on, if nothing else. (laughs) Oh, I've, I've been doing somewhat similarly because it really is. It's nice to get just a little brightness in your day. And I actually, I heard someone who was talking about skincare specifically. Um, they were listing off all the skincare products that they use and things. And people are like, oh my gosh, how do you take so much time to do all that? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I know it seems like a lot and it seems like I'm doing something, but really it's just my moment to myself. So it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing with your, your stick too, with yep. your makeup stick and just brightening your day up a little bit and having, um, a moment for Amber. A hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to life concierge podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps and you won't miss an episode when you subscribe. Catch all the latest from Life Concierge Podcast and follow at Life Concierge Podcast on Instagram. You can also visit the website lifeconciergepodcast.com to learn more, leave a note, or recommend a topic or guest for an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.